0: On the first day of spring, I ventured to Hudson River Park to see if anyone, this idyllic New York City spot, would ever dive in. It was a hard sell, even though the water is usually very clean.
1: I don't know if I'd swim in it, but um, I've been kayaking in it and obviously got like water on me and I was fine with that. I don't know if I would like, dive into it.
0: it. Seems a little gross. Can't say I disagree, but I'm a city dweller for whom the words Hudson River and swimming do not compute. The Hudson runs deep into upstate New York, though, And many people who live near its banks are eager to swim. Thanks to the efforts of the advocacy group Riverkeeper, which publishes regular updates on river water quality, and researchers at Columbia University, people now have a better idea where it is safe to do so.
1: Really what they're asking when they say, how's the water? What they mean is, is it safe to go swimming? And the way that we test for pathogens in water bodies is by measuring fecal indicator bacteria because the idea is that the pathogens are getting into the system primarily because there's contamination of the system from sewage.
0: Andrew Jewell is focused on acute risks in the Hudson and its tributaries, things that can make you sick soon after contact. His research team tests water samples at popular recreation areas and near sewage treatment plants, looking for elevated levels of the bacteria Enterococcus. Much of the Hudson is fine for swimming, at least during mild weather when sewers do not overflow. In late winter, I traveled to three sites along the river with Carol Nudson, a research technician who works for Andrew, to see how sampling is done.
2: Okay, well, I'm collecting a water sample here, and uh, we are at the Nyack Memorial Park. I'm gonna collect the sample in a specially cleaned uh, bucket that is not gonna potentially contaminate the sample. I have a meter here with probes that'll just go right into the bucket of water and then that'll tell us temperature, salinity, oxygen, which I say is for water, those are the basic parameters. This is not telling us anything about the bacteria we're gonna be measuring, and that's the test that we do in the lab.
0: Next, we've entered a Piermont Pier, where Carol conducted a test she could not do in NIAC because the water there was too low. Piermont Pier is close to a sewage treatment plant.
2: Yeah, this is called a Secchi disk, and this is to measure the turbidity or cloudiness of the water. And it's a, a disc, it's probably about 12 inches in diameter, with two white portions and two black portions. And the idea is that you lower this into the water, and it's on a measuring tape, so you know how far it is. You lower it into the water, and then you can see, as you lower it into the water, the, the white and the black portions will disappear.
0: We went to a third and final spot for testing, Sparkill Creek. All of Carol's work so far was in preparation for analysis back at the lab. It will take 24 hours to know the bacteria levels of the samples she collected today. But the general trend over the past decades, that the Hudson is safer for swimming than it used to be, is clear. Andrew Jewell has some ideas about why this is true and a vision for the future.
1: The reality of when the water quality started to improve was 1972 because that's when the Clean Water Act was passed. My vision for the Hudson eventually is that we have something like a weather report for water quality, a water quality report that every day would give people an idea. You know, with really high spatial resolution of what the water quality was going to be like, so that they could make decisions about where they were going to go and what they were going to do. And Just exactly the same way as you want to know what the weather is going to be like if you want to go have a picnic in the park.
0: While the water quality report would be great for real-time decision making, its delivery date is uncertain. The report would rely to some extent on predictions based on past data. Until that day comes, the slow and steady work of water sampling goes on. After a morning traipsing along the Hudson, Carol and I come back to the lab for analysis. So I
2: I got the the dilution water and the media ready, so now I'm going to pipette in the samples.
0: Carol places the samples onto a sheet that has almost 100 small wells, each containing a water sample. She does this three times, one for each place we'd visited. Then she runs the sample sheets through a laminator to seal them before placing them into an incubator for 24 hours any samples that contain bacteria will glow under fluorescent light
2: the 41 degree incubator here
0: when carol checks the sample she'll count how many wells lit up a safe reading would be 60 bacterial colonies per 100 milliliters or less the next day she tells me the samples in nyack and spark hill creek only had around 20 colonies But Piermont Pier was a different story. It had 379 bacterial colonies. Carol suspects this is because the nearby sewage treatment plant is not required to disinfect its wastewater at this time of year. The battery, the closest sampling spot to Hudson River Park, usually has readings of just 10 colonies per 100 milliliters. This has been true since 2007. Dive in, everybody. Or perhaps not.
2: I understand the water's very clean now, but my concern will be other things that I would find, because you see things drifting around. I'm looking forward to them building the beach over here. I think that'll be lovely to sit out on, but not to go in the water.
0: For Science Line, I'm Marcus Banks.